From Immersive Labs, this is Cyber Humanity. Hello again, I'm your host, Chris Pace. Cyber Humanity is the podcast taking cybersecurity personally, trying to get inside the heads of hackers, as well as putting our feet in the shoes of defenders. These podcasts essentially come in two flavors, either us ranting about themes close to the hearts of security types, or us chatting about threat and security stuff from recent weeks. And this episode is one of those. And this week, as well as being joined by my usual suspects, Max Vetter and Paul Bentham. Hello. Hello. Uh, we're delighted to welcome AppSec expert, and say that three times fast, uh, and generally nice bloke, Sean Wright. Hello. You're a guest for now, but you know, well, you no, he, become a permanent he had to come. If you're no, good. no, he's mandated to come. It's part of his contract. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he, he was he was in because CVE's McGee's off tonight. Apparently, he's got a better offer. He's like doing some sort of webinar or something. 800 registered users, Paul. Which I won't be able to make the podcast. 1,250 people have registered no, for that way. webinar. What, to listen to him rant about F5? I know, I bet Kev regrets volunteering to do it. He was a bit nervous. It does give us an opportunity to talk a little bit about AppSec, because none of us are really, it's not really any of our wheelhouse. So while we've got Sean on, we might as well grill him about AppSec, because it's all cool now, AppSec. It's the, ne- it's, the next big, it's the next big thing. Don't call it DevSecOps, or SecDevOps, or even application security, because that's way too long. You've got to call it AppSec. <laughs> Why is AppSec cool, Sean? Well, the name. <laughs> it's all in the it's all in the <laughs> well for for me personally i think uh appsec is most of what our stuff is made up of if you look at systems it's all a lot to do with software um and it's becoming more and more apparent that uh, we need to start baking security into these systems um also combine that with people moving and uh moving faster Companies moving faster to deliver, companies trying to outpace one another. Um, so there's a much quicker pace. And along with that comes new security vulnerabilities, m- new technologies being introduced without proper checks and balances in place. So making sure you have something to um, secure all of that as well as prevent any sort of incidents. Um, I, tell, I tell you what, this is this is what I worry about. Like, if I, if, when I'm worrying about our products, it isn't it isn't hackers and bad patching policies and dreadful F5 software and WebEx and all that other stuff. It's the the developers do something wrong. That's what I worry about. Yeah, and I, I mean, for me, one of the big things about developers is not their fault. Often, um, I went through an entire university degree without ever knowing what cross-site scripting was, SQL injection, all that kind of stuff. So we have developers coming out without even the the least fundamental knowledge. Um, so it's becoming really important that we at least raise awareness. And then obviously on top of that, the training. And and so then Sean, your background is in um, is in development. So you, you began in, in that in that role and then you kind of transitioned into this. So how did that happen? So I was always interested in security. So uh, got out of university, tried to get a job straight away, um, as most students try to do, worry about getting the job. Um, unfortunately, security wasn't as big a thing as it was uh, now. Oh, gosh, I'm showing my age. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was involved in development for almost a decade, and then the opportunity came knocking on the door. Uh, got a job of, or someone reached out to me with a potential job role at a company that 
purely focused on security. So I saw that as a stepping stone. And thankfully, it all worked out. I went on from being a developer there, moved on to the security engineering team. And that's where I got involved in the, or the AppSec. And what is a role? What is a role in security engineering look like? Are you kind of are you kind of like a a gatekeeper for whether something is right or not, or is it an advisory job? Or like, how does it actually work? What's the day to day of what a security engineer is doing? I think it's going to vary organization to organization. Um, but certainly in my last role, it, it was many things like many hats uh, from training to prevention, to fixing, to, we were even building some systems. Um, so one example was the authentication system that the applications use to authenticate. Um, so we were building that. So Why would, why would you yeah. need that to be secure? That's weird. You know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, does that does that mean a lot of the security parts would you recommend the security parts of an app be built by the security people and does that happen and is it a bad idea when it doesn't so yeah i think one area is kind of that whole realm of don't reinvent the wheel um especially when like crypto and that and it kind of comes with systems in that so if you can buy it off the shelf or now there's a lot of open source stuff, do it um, rather than build it yourself. Um, we, we found last week with uh, EncroChat, wasn't it? That the criminals using their own encryption that worked out really well for them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, even the criminals get uh, beaten by it. Um, so yeah, I mean, the other thing to consider is security teams are really um, got resource constraints. So making it's just going to compound to that. So buying something off the shelf is going to save you time and money in the long run. It may not seem initially, but in the longer run, it probably will. There's a story about this this week, isn't there? That we can drift into. The uh, Emotet is back. <laughs> oh, Emotet. I love Emotet. Emotet um, was like a big deal in 2018. Isn't it? We should probably do an episode as well on threats from like bygone threats. That we don't talk 2018 about. 2018 isn't by God. That's, man, it feels that's like a recent. long time ago. It feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? Until I until I say like, what percentage of machines are still being infected by Conficker? Like, <laughs> yeah. lo like loads and in, loads. In the Ministry of Defence, none at all. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so actually, it's, I suppose it's not that old. Um, but it was a big deal at the time, and has has always been. Jen has always talked about it as being, yeah, you know, it's really complex, lots of moving parts. But one of the um, basically the way that Emotech works is by uh spamming out like it's kind of like spear phishing but it sends spam sites business related spam in order to try and hook people um and essentially uh, we've just seen a spike in that in that traffic um there has been a suggestion that's because emotet are now selling their infrastructure to other uh, to other criminals so it's kind of perpetuating in perpetuating in that way um and they've added some new functionality just recently to do with how they um something that they can do with email attachments which I've yeah it's, it's pretty awesome so it, i think imitat originally was in 2014 so that is probably old even for for paul that is yeah, quite yeah, old. that's old all so, right, so, all yeah. right. and you know i love the i love the names we we do a name thing right mealybug or mummy spider mummy spider i'm a mummy spider. nine that's a nine for me that's a nine mummy wow. spider what yeah. Mummy spider. Okay, or what you? Hang on. What about Sean? Stop. <laughs> Sorry, come on, Sean. Sean, what, what do you? What did you vote for? Oh, number score out of ten for mummy spider. 
probably put up around about an eight or a nine. You still eight. like that name? It's a good name. Thank you, Sean. You would be on my side. It's also known <laughs> as T five four two. That sounds descriptive. I like it. Yeah. If I knew the context of that naming convention, I would probably rate it a 10. But because all the naming conventions have different <laughs> oh, contexts no. and no one knows what any of them mean, what's Uh-oh. the fucking point? Uh-oh. Anyway, Emotet. Yeah, Max, Emotet. you were telling us about it. Emotet, one of the first uh, bit of malware that used polymorphic code, which uh, if anyone doesn't mm. know... Yeah, Ooh, polymorph- poly- you use the word polymorphic. <laughs> polymorphic. You well, can that's kind of a work 10 out. from me. <laughs> <laughs> you can work out what it does. It's basically, polymorphic code it changes the um, the trojan as it moves. So trying to detect it uh, becomes increasingly difficult, and trying to kind of track it through the internet is really hard because the hashes change and all, all that stuff. So um, yeah, really clever, and it has has loads of custom modules and plugins that they just keep adding. So I think the latest version steals not only steals email content and then fishes that email but also adds the attachments from those emails as well it does things like translates the messages into lots of different languages and um and the more recent ones have has a wi-fi spreader which is i i think really cool so what they do they basically brute force any wi-fi near it and then goes and spreads through that which which is pretty amazing if if it's you know just this bit of this botnet to go and spread other bits of malware uh pretty clever that is pretty cool. I thought uh, there was uh, the only uh, way in was through like people enabling word macros. I thought that was their ma- majority when I was going to abuse people for clicking the like, oh, I don't care about security, go away uh, button, which I think was probably me last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't everybody click so, that button? Uh, like it's orange and horrible and you click it, go away, enable. There's different context for that though, <laughs> isn't there? Because sometimes that thing, if I received an email that I knew was from you and it had a word attachment in it, A, I'd be like, why yeah. has he sent me a word attachment when we use Google Docs? That's weird. So that's the first thing. <laughs> but if it was from someone who I didn't know, let's say, or I thought it looked slightly dodgy or untrustworthy, or anyway, basically when you open the doc, and it pops up with that question. It's not just, I need to get to the document. There's a whole load of other context, right? Mm, and the other context yeah. around that is, like, what do I understand about the way that I usually interact with this person? Anyway, sorry, Max, I interrupted you with a mini rant about Office Macros. <laughs> so basically, it's, it's uh, on the face of it, a very, very clever uh, bit of malware that has evolved a lot over the years. Um, but the reason we kind of got onto it uh, was because of the, the part that isn't so clever about it, uh, which is which allowed uh, someone to hack back. Which this is the only know. reason why I brought this up. Hacking back. It's hacking back. It's my favorite topic. Everybody, woo! <laughs> it's fine, right? It's... So, uh, so, and, of course, I shoehorned this in via an AppSec part because they coded it really badly. So Emotet's authors have put a big, like, fundamental flaw in their whole infrastructure it's like ooh, polymorphic but there's just one password for where you get the doubt da- from me where you get the malware payload downloaded from like what that's the thing i've seen uh, with a lot of coding that you you have uh be it criminals or even sometimes security products um, we've seen recently with a certain security product, which I won't name, where some of the coding practices have been pretty F5, poor. he means F5, Sean, sure. <laughs> yeah. you don't have to oh, be he's, nice he's on, on this He's on podcast. the rant as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, some of these these secure uh, security companies or even criminals could actually uh, take some training courses on secure development. 
<laughs> Ooh, that's good. Well done, Sean. You earned your spurs for that. That's a word from our sponsor already. Early doors. Nice. Oh God. So, I, so I, they're I, using so it, the the they're using web shells. They use web shells to control the sites they've hacked. I think that's right. But isn't there something about the web shell that makes it really that essentially makes it really hackable? The way that Emotech works is that they compromise WordPress sites, right? Good old-fashioned WordPress sites. And that's where they store the payloads. And they've got the web shells on these WordPress sites, right? And so when, they, uh, when they've hacked them, then they leave a single password on there for the same for all those web shells that they've compromised. And so if you know what the password is, you go compromise the web shells and, put you, and redirect it to your own payload. And uh, my good old friendly hackback vigilante uh, replaced it and hopefully replaced it with a rickroll. Uh, I think he replaced it no, with... No, it was GIFs, wasn't it? Uh, it was GIFs. A... Blink182 GIF. Yeah, Blink and, uh, and uh, James, James Franco uh, James GIF. Franco GIF. The, the fun bit is the actual gifts they used, right? The hacker man gif is the best best bit of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, God. In all seriousness, it's like a quarter of the infections, apparently, that he's brilliant. Um, that well he's hacked. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive for such a widespread for such a widespread threat to have that level of impact and for it to be so hilarious. Um, yeah, so it's not working around a, a quarter of its normal capability um and they're still trying to get control over their web shells if it's a quarter of its capability it's 75 percent. all right math mo the point is though (laughs) the uh the the uh baddies the the baddies because i'm goodies and baddies at the minute the matt the bad actors uh they're spending all their time fixing their web shells because this guy's compromised them love it it could be a girl shouldn't say shouldn't suggest it's a guy um but what would you put on there if you had if you had uh, hacked back, what would you put on there? Oh, episodes from season three of The Good Wife. Uh, <laughs> that seems quite a niche uh, niche reference. Why not? I, I, why I, not? I, I don't know. I'd put crypto miners on there. Just to oh, don't start them off. Don't start them off. Yeah. Actually that I mean, if you're a actual cyber criminal, that's the best way of doing it, right? It's just um hijack their malware to run their own malware. Uh, and then you make money out of oh. how it spreads. Whoa, I mean, that's man. taking that's taking hacking back to another level. Hack them with their own. Hack them so they're hacked with their own malware. My my, it's, <laughs> I'm glitching. I can't. <laughs> I can't process it. That's one one of the most. I think one of the most common things that happens to hackers is they get all the money stolen from other hackers. Because why bother trying to attack good guys? That might you police might look at you. If you hack hackers. No one's going to come after you. So that that is quite a big um, industry. What are you putting on that, Sean? Rickroll. Has to be Rickroll. (laughs) Classic. Surely with like heuristic detection and all this kind of stuff, you shouldn't need these sorts of IOCs, should you? I know it's polymorphic, but surely a good endpoint security solution can, can detect that. It doesn't make it undetectable. But then if they're, they're running across, you know, Wi-Fi networks and they're just brute forcing, right? So the passwords on these things are not going to be great anyway. So you would suggest that they don't have endpoint security on some of this, some of this stuff. I think one other big thing is IoT, um, where you can't even update some of these devices or it's really difficult. That's what happened with um, Mirai botnet, wasn't it? It used, used all the um, IoT things to, in its uh, DDoS attack. I- 
I think what we've done here is touched upon an era of Max's excellence when it comes to like he's like the t- hey. t- 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 2012, 2014. Max is like, what about Mirai? Hey, Emo said I'm all over it. <laughs> Maxarveta.wordpress.com. Hey, is yeah. your WordPress site part of the uh, distribution channels for like, Emo Tech? You can check be, on the Emo Tech daily update. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll check. I'll check. Okay, so the biggest story of the week in security is actually. Uh, ransomware again you'd be shocked to hear it's ransomware garmin are the latest uh and well in fact so we've said we've just said it's ransomware um there's no official confirmation from uh garmin that it was that it was actually ransomware i think still they've said it was a cyber attack and they said they've got systems back up and running but they have not at any point said that they were uh that they were infected with ransomware which is interesting in, in, in and of itself. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but how did this kind of transpire? There, it, it sort of um, came to people's consciousness because loads of their online services suddenly weren't available, right? Yeah, and but they, they kept saying, well, oh, I, I checked my, I've got a Garmin watch, I checked my phone, it said, oh, down for maintenance, down for maintenance, down for maintenance, trying to upload my uh, my run that I'd done. Um, and, so and- you could share it on Instagram? Yeah, exactly. Nothing it's, it's annoying about it's, that. It's what it's all about. Right? I, I've I've walked to my fridge. I need to share it on Instagram. And the but nothing came out from Garmin. But it seems every single person who worked inside Garmin was leaking <laughs> news to the press that they they'd had ransomware. I have a question. Did they t- ask TravelX like, how do you deal with ransomware? And just suddenly go. If they'd have asked TravelX, they would have said they would have said now whatever you do. Do not tweet out to say that it's ransomware because that caused us all kinds of trouble. And so Garmin were like, oh, that's a good tip. You know what? We just won't say anything and hope that people aren't bothered by the fact that like online services and systems that house all of the literally all of their personal data, like this data can't really get much more, um, much more personal, uh, <laughs> can it? Let's be honest. Um, this story, right? So let's just let's just backtrack it ever so slightly in case because we're obsessed with it because we were like, wow, popcorn out. This is another travel X. Like, let's watch what's going on. But this was last uh, Thursday, just before the weekend. Uh, I think mean, you started Garmin ha- went. People started noticing. I think Strava users, of course, were the first people to notice. So if you don't, if you never use Strava, it's this app that you have that links up to all your like activity tracking devices and it uploads your activity um to a community where all your other friends are there and you can be the king or the queen of the mountain if you've gone really fast uphill and done loads of steps and all that kind of good stuff and of course people love it they get their little garmin watches and they do a run and then they upload it and oh my god i can't upload my run and then people and people started i'm one of those people oh yeah are you (laughs) oh god max (laughs) Did you did you go onto Twitter really really angrily and say Garmin, this is not acceptable. I paid a lot of money for a watch that could upload to Strava and show off to my friends, and you have not let me do that. I'm going to have to send a photo of my watch and upload it onto Twitter. <laughs> Thank, I am no, very angry. I, thankfully, uh, yeah, I'm not a Twitter ranter, but I did see that. It's the first time I've ever tweeted Garmin, and it's in disgust. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Gar- I, think I think I now think know. Garmin have other things to worry yeah, about. Now I know why TravelX didn't like start tweeting because we all were like TravelX, right? They've got obviously control of their Twitter channel. They could be talking to us and explaining what's going on and giving us a bit of a blow by blow because we have got the popcorn out. They could have been doing that, but of course they can't because they are being DDoSed by their customers <laughs> asking them for updates. 
<laughs> well, you know what they could have done to address that, don't you? They could have actually given them an update. That would have helped, wouldn't it? Imagine they could have that. said, oh, I don't know, something? The truth? Maybe. My the favorite truth? tweet about this early on was somebody was like, I bet they're running around like headless chickens right now. Still, at least they'll be getting their steps up. Too bad they can track it. Yeah, they can't record <laughs> it though. The funny thing about this was the Garmin second update about this whole thing was like, don't worry, your activity's tracked on your device. And so all these people are getting angry, not because it's not being tracked anymore. It's just that they can't show off about it. And well, and not whole... only that, they were getting angry that it couldn't be tracked anymore. They were getting angry that it couldn't be shared, but they didn't think at any time, oh, actually, this could be quite bad. It could be that some guy in Russia now knows where my house is and where I go to work and where I walk my dog. And what car I drive. Everything else, yeah. And everything else about my whole entire life. Where my boat is moored. And everything else about my whole entire life. We um, we covered this before, didn't we? When Strava... Strava had a great idea. Mm. They were like, hey, yeah. we have a lot of data. What if we put that data on a map and show where everybody goes? A heat map. Yeah. A heat map. And then, and then what do we all find out? Uh, that's where where all the the hidden CIA bases in in Iraq are. And there's people running in a circle like every Saturday. Oh no! So what happened? Who, who's going well, to talk about what happened? Actually, so what we think has happened. This yeah, according to reports, wasted locker uh, is the ransomware that um, got put mm. onto their servers. Not not, not we a haven't big found number this out. for me. Wasted locker. Wasted not locker. As good. No, it's no. As good. six probably. What do you think? At least we can say it. So let's give it a seven. Yeah, it should get Sean, extra points for being pronounceable. What do you reckon? Uh, about a six, I'd say. Yeah. Wasted locker. I'll I'll go seven and a half just to be different. But. And why? Um, why is it called wasted locker? I knew you were going to ask that question. Kev Don't would know. know. Kev, yeah, Kev, Kev would know. Kev, <laughs> save us. Um, yeah. So wasted locker. Make something up quick. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's because uh, the guy who made it was wasted in a locker when he, he wrote it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the um, yeah, it's it's quite targeted ransomware. It's not like um, other pieces where where the the group will download data first. What happens with this one? It's it's part of the Evil Corp. Evil Corp puts this uh, waste locker on. Evil Corp doesn't actually up to this point steal data. They rely on it just being the good old ransomware, which would encrypt all your systems. Then they ask for a, a um, ask for some money to to have it unlocked, and they don't actually delete the data or remove the data first. Which is um, so Evil Corp, not to be uh, confused with uh, Revil. Uh, and so Revil are the ones who steal all your data, and that's really bad. Evil Corp just encrypted all and asked for a ransom. It's jolly nice of them. And they and then they just they they haven't got your data, and it's totally fine. And that's that's their their business model. There's there's a few reasons they might do that. Why, like why wouldn't they? Um, apparently, you know, you might get lower law enforcement response. There might be, you know, you don't have to st- store the stolen stolen data, and it might be less like obvious that you're you're hacking it if you just encrypt it rather than download data first gdpr that's why yeah they're worried about gdpr <laughs> well actually the s3 storage costs so it'd be huge for all this these gigabytes <laughs> and terabytes of data that all these that people keep storing evil evil corp they, that's the thing I, I don't think it's law enforcement that they're particularly worried about because evil corp has um you know it's got uh us enforcement involved for a long time they have sanctions against the people in evil corp which makes it quite interesting 
because technically paying the ransom is then illegal under US law. What? Wait a minute. So Garmin are hacked. They've got ransomware. All their servers are down. Obviously, as all listeners to the podcast know, the quickest way out of this is just pay the ransomware. $10 million. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. (laughs) Paul so pro paying the ransom. (laughs) You've got to go back. Operational service. You've got angry runners. And they're fit people. You don't want to upset the fit people. (laughs) Yeah, well, so literally, the sanctions say US persons are generally prohibited from engaging in transactions with these cybercriminals because the the people who run Evil Corp, which is the the head guy, is meant to be a guy called uh, Maxim Jakobets. He's 33 year old and he he drives uh, Lamborghinis around um, Moscow doing donuts, apparently. And every time he gets stopped by the police, there's pictures taken of him and they, they let him go because he might have some contacts somewhere, maybe. <laughs> it's it's widely known that he's got yeah. relatives or in the FSB or yeah I think he like used that. to be that suggested in, as being in Russian the, state security and his yeah father-in-law as well yeah and of course we we all know the thing about how you know as long as Russians aren't hacking other Russians then you know it's fine nobody really cares um what we missed we've missed a couple a couple of beats here in our excitement the first is the the first is the lack of anything from Garmin at all. Garmin haven't told us said that it's ransomware. Um, Garmin, I don't, I, I'm not sure I'd even acknowledge it was a cyber attack until they, about yeah, a, a half a week in. Yeah, they well, they have now because well, they have now because now they said, oh, it was a cyber attack, but don't worry, uh, all the data is fine. Yeah. Like we've got it, it's they, fine. They also they also said the functionality of Garmin products was not affected, other oh. than the ability to access online services. This is my right. personal favorite, <laughs> Paul. Sean, can I get your opinion on what you would call a product? <laughs> no online services, but the product's fine. Well, they, but the, you couldn't fly your plane. Yeah, I mean, well, this, if you were a, is... a, a light aircraft Garmin user, you couldn't fly it because the FAA uh, didn't let you fly if you haven't updated it, and you couldn't yeah. update it. The whole this... thing's dependent on the online services. <laughs> so, this are you saying? Yeah. So, are you saying that that thing in that plane, the updating of that thing in that plane, part was product. part of the product? Oh yes, I am, Chris. And and Sean, would you say that the website that you go to in order to access information from your smartwatch is a product of Garmin's? Can I say a watch without being able to connect to the internet is not a smart watch. <laughs> so therefore, it can't be the product that it promises to be unless you're able to connect to those services. So this line, that I, and the reason I'm making yeah. such a big deal out of it is because it's the line that the CEO used on their earnings call um, for, for the first half of the year. He trotted out that same line again functionality of Garmin products was not affected, which we all know is absolute nonsense. (laughs) Of course, functionality of the products was affected. So basically, functionality of the products was not affected, except for the ones that were. Chris, you were on that earnings call, weren't you? you, uh, how, how, How did he sound? He sounded absolutely exhausted. Oh, I'm a little bit sorry for him. That, that's like saying, oh, don't worry, Sky Connection's down, but your product's still fine. Yeah, the yeah that's like the saying, that's like saying oh, oh, someone's ripped the Sky Dish off the side of your house, but don't worry, um, the product isn't affected because you can yeah. still turn the box on. You can record the, the lights. <laughs> yeah, you can record the signal that you're not getting. Yeah, about the same time as that, 
came out they they so said yeah functions aren't affected only accessible you know accessible services online that aren't we currently experience an outage affects fly garmin uh including website mobile apps and our call centers <laughs> so it's like um because uh, all the call yes. centers were using voice over ip as well so it's like uh, none of our products just everything every bit of the company <laughs> but not the products yeah and that's important because products connect directly to revenue which connect directly to share price which connect directly to the value of the company have you seen the share price because i mean because we can fast forward to the end here which is the the garmin recovered and it's back the share price took a bit of a nosedive it's start it's back like it's like it never happened do you think well that of course that's the nature i mean that's the nature of share prices and once they got on the earnings call and the earnings call was basically you know h1 everything's great revenues are up people have been stuck at home so they're buying smartwatches. everyone now wants to get fit again like so you know that share price is going to do what share price is going to do it's more it's what's what's more interesting is that it was just like oh it's fine now everything's back with no context everyone is now so everyone the question now on everyone's lips is of course did they pay they did pay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, they did. It's the Scott, Sky News are saying that they paid, and yeah. that, and what I love about this part of it is they say, well, they didn't pay directly because that would be breach of the Treasury sanctions. What they did was they got somebody else to pay. So this is exactly what we were talking about the other week, where you hire a consultant to help you decrypt it, and the way they help you decrypt it is to pay the ransom. Pay, pay the ransom. Yeah, but they, no, but wait a minute. It's Ten million you, pound you, consultancy service. You're, you're, <laughs> That's expensive consultancy, man. You'll upset. You'll upset them. Remember what happened? Revil said, "No, no, 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 no. We do yes. not like it if you deal with in- intermediaries. Like you have to talk to us directly. You silly people." Maybe the evil corp just. Yeah, don't worry maybe he's about already got enough Lambos. He's already got enough Lambos, so he just takes the cash. Takes the cash, but, but the. They did mean to hack Garmin, didn't they? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's targeted malware. Yeah. It's not spray and play, pray stuff. But then, yeah. if it's so, then if it's targeted malware, how can we possibly be sure that no data has been uh, stolen or, or breached? We can't be surely. I always love that line. Oh, no data has been tampered or modified, or that your data is literally being modified to encrypt it. So this goes. So that that exact point goes back to the um, to the Information Commissioner's Office in the UK. Their definition of a breach is exactly that. In fact, it's even broader than that. Their definition of a breach is: Have you in any way lost control of that data? Are you not in control of that data anymore? And that basically then is a breach so you have people who who will say oh no it's not a breach because it's only ransomware we've just been you know we've just had the files encrypted that is the same that is a breach you are not in control of that data anymore and i think uh, so i've ranted about this so many times but they had a responsibility to tell their customers that there was a that there was a risk at least they should have said at least something. They're a publicly listed company with with information on thousands of individuals who have trusted them, and they've said nothing, zero. It's pretty poor. Saying the US have come out and said if it's paid by a third party, that is also covered by treasury sanctions. Obviously, you can't just go by a third party. Ooh. So that Ooh. could be interesting. <laughs> Because you can't, you can't just. I think tre- the Treasury Department probably thought this through, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I didn't pay them. I just Bob did, and I'm friends with Bob, and I just had to pay him ten million dollars uh, for something else." <laughs> they they the, kind of see through that. 
they were lucky. The only thing that made them lucky, if that's the case, is that the earnings call was only about um, business activity up until the end of June. <laughs> so if they paid the <laughs> ransom in July, they didn't. They didn't have to mention it in those numbers. But I would imagine on the next earnings call, they are probably going to have to explain that ten million dollar deficit. It's big, big yachts. Yes, yeah. a big yacht with satnav in it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, what, what is our view? Do we think we do? You think they paid it? Well, you, you, I mean, how did how? The problem is, it's all rampant speculation. But how else mm-hmm. did they do it so quickly? Well, they, they it, could have found a backup line around that. You, yeah, you could, Maybe, you, yeah, you could. They could have really, really good backups. But that's a lot of systems to have really good backups on. I do want to understand something about this the reality of when you so i've got servers all over the place and this thing comes in and starts encrypting data how they really understand how it takes out so many services all at once one of the things garmin did do when they started seeing the ransomware taking effect they started just shutting things down and i think that makes sense and that's probably why they said quote maintenance um because you could actually even argue it is maintenance yeah. in some sense. Oh, this, but, this, this, yeah. Uh, yeah, this reminds me of. I was reading, um, and we've mentioned before on the podcast about Norsk Hydro, who were um, the victims of a uh, of a ransomware attack, and that was one of the things that um, was out. This, Bloomberg just did a, a story on it. It's really fascinating insight. Uh, but they were talking about a factory in in the Midwest somewhere, and basically. They, there were people just running around the factory put, unplugging uh, machines like as quickly as they possibly could and then trying to r- create paper-based systems to help replace the machines that they just had to that they just had to unplug and what's also interesting about the about the Norsk Hydro thing is that despite everything that was happening they made a decision at the start of the crisis that they would never ever consider paying the ransom they took it off the table right at the outset Paul's rolling his eyes nobody gives you any prizes at that do they like well well done great ethics uh, and it cost them. It, it, it probably did end up costing them more. They they estimate that it cost them sixty million dollars to recover from uh, from that. Their the insurance payout was only three point six million dollars. What was the ransom demand? Uh, they don't they don't actually they don't say that. But let's assume it was less than sixty million. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good it's a good point, isn't the it? The CFO and I would be best friends. <laughs> that is a good point. You did mention. Uh, oh, did they ask Travelex uh, for advice? And you know why they wouldn't have asked Travelex for advice because Travelex is no more. <laughs> and so, in terms of the stock, if you don't deal with it fast and you go down for two months, then your parent company might collapse and everything, which is what happens to Travelex. Whereas these guys back up five days and the share price just bounced. Like if it had been two months, I reckon most people in Garmin, including the CEO, might might be uh, more annoyed and looking for a job so the rationale in the norse hydro thing is that if they gave them the bitcoin you know the hackers could have just taken the bitcoin you know disappeared decrypted their files you know all done and even if they provided the key and the key worked the um, norse rationale is well then that would have sent a message to them that we're an easy mark and they could come back and attack us and extort us again it's pretty defeatist <laughs> i mean you've been hacked you're gonna tighten up your security a bit, aren't you? 
I I did I saw a um a study on that and and it does show if you pay the ransom you're more likely to be hacked again. There's, there's a big uptick in the likelihood of being hacked again, but just sort your, sort your sort your stuff out. Yeah. I wouldn't See? pay the ransom. Never never pay it. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the other thing I've heard, like another angle about paying the ransomware is, um, yeah, finding them to become even more complicated and good at what they're doing. So that's another angle to look at it. So, so I'm still really a bit confused, right? So somebody comes in, they get emailed a document that's like, here, click here and enable the macros. Oh, see daisy, my PC's getting encrypted, right? How does that go from affecting my desktop pc or laptop or whatever to starting to take down web apps that's what i, I how does it cross that kind it's, of it's network aware isn't it it's an yeah. it's an the, it's, the, the malware it's itself classic, is network aware but it's, it's going to work it it's a worm it's well okay but it's worming moves. through windows but is it taking out my linux servers running my web apps well yeah because there's standard network protocols that exist across those exist across those machines aren't they and that's what it's looking for it'll depend it'll depend on the on the worm and the on the virus and the, you know malware being run but that the whole point is right to affect as many servers as possible they'll find cloud backup they'll find as many backups as possible particularly before it even encrypts and so they'll they'll you know the worm will move throughout lots of machines potentially without even starting to encrypt first and then once it's you know spread it will then start doing it so you might not even know uh, for a long time until things started like going offline especially with revil because they're because it's an active one right they're they're looking at uh, they will understand the whole network put it on all the machines and then click go that's even more destructive as as sean said it it could be interesting it could have been one machine right and they're like right turn everything off until we work out what it is and if it was just one machine they're like right paid ransom that machine's uh, like back and it's fine in the context <laughs> of other ransomware attacks that seems extremely no, unlikely it seems unlikely so it could be so so essentially it feels like as we draw this, uh, this segment to a close it feels like we could be in a place where uh, garmin are having to explain to their investors why they paid 10 million dollars ransom and also potentially explain to the u.s government why they paid 10 million dollars ransom they no, they paid it to a cybersecurity firm for, for their really good services, yeah. yeah. Ten, ten, ten million. Said and lawyers one. for Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> In a similar vein, um, we touched very briefly last week on the Blackboard um, uh, hack, which is also which was also ransomware. But more details have now uh, begun to come out, um, and also we now have a, a better understanding of some of the organisations that have been uh, that have been affected by uh, by this. So uh, we know the National Trust here in the UK, a load of UK universities uh, have also been uh, affected. So Turns out that the initial attack was way back in February or something crazy mm. like that. Something else happened in May. I'm not sure what the details are there, but Blackboard has, has only informed these uh, affected customers uh, a couple of weeks ago on the 16th of July. They paid the ransom and now they've informed these affected customers that uh, that some of their data was initially, was initially <laughs> compromised. And this is where it gets incredibly entertaining. So what happens next, Max? Well, yeah, so, so Blackboard are a CRM. Um, for non-profit organizations so they've got homeless charities dozens of universities so you know 
not not exactly the most ethical uh, people to attack necessarily and and they what did they say they said we prevented the cyber cyber criminal from blocking our systems access and fully encrypting files and ultimately expelled them from our systems uh, but then they decided well we'll pay the ransom anyway uh, to make sure that they delete the data that they've stolen from us um, and i think the quote was no reason to believe that any data went beyond the cyber criminal <laughs> which is like is that do you do you care if it goes any further? That's pretty bad. If it's got as far as the the criminal, that was kind of the that was kind of the clue. Um, and also, I would I wanted to know what the like what are these assurances that they've had from this clearly highly scrupulous cyber criminal that he you know he's not he or she's not going to do anything else with this uh, with this data? What's he given them like a signed affidavit or something like that? No, it, that's the thing. They 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 just say, well, we have to trust that. They, I think they assessed. They, they, they have this whole spiel about we talked to law enforcement. We went through this, and and the the best course of action we decided was uh, to pay the ransom, and they, and they they'll they'll definitely delete the data. Yeah, there was the quote was with confirmation that the copy they removed had been destroyed. Yeah, like what confirmation? Like a photo of them dragging it to the recycle bin, or like ha- it's like that gif. Yeah, that gif of the guy dragging his computer. <laughs> the computer. Here you go. Here's a gif. I have definitely deleted this data. I can totally be trusted. I know that I did ransom wearing, but now I'm, you know, very honourable, and I'm definitely not gonna do anything else with this data. And you definitely won't see it on the dark web in six months. I've definitely not duplicated the data either. Scott's on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. there was just the yeah. one solitary copy of the extremely copyable data that I had. You know, I've started thinking now. I was like, well, what the cyber criminals could do, they could set up some blockchain type technology to store all that data in, and then it would confirm that it's been deleted when you actually pay the ransom. That's yeah, that's the way you want to go because then you yeah, can but confirm. you're just you're just adding like there is no more incentive for a company to pay the ransom other than we have all your files and you won't mm. get them back unless you pay the ransom. They uh, don't need to incentivize companies anymore. That's it. That's the whole. That's the business model. And that's the thing. The business model for decrypting the files is a good one, right? Because if you don't decrypt then no one's going to pay you next time. So that generally they do. How are you ever going to know that they've deleted data? And if I was a cyber criminal, you'd ne- never delete that data. You don't mm. know what's in there. There could yeah. be lots of How you of might good need stuff. it. How yeah. you might need it later on. Yeah. Never, get, ne- get, never get rid of data. I've just found another reason why paying the ransom is so good. <laughs> God. Right. It's tax deductible. <laughs> What? You're joking. Ta- well, according to this Forbes article I'm reading, right? It's tax deductible. What, is it like theft, a charity? In- expenses incurred through theft are tax deductible. And of course, if somebody steals expenses your data. Expenses incurred through theft. That is a stretch. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure breaking US sanctions is an expense. <laughs> expense incurred through theft. Lawyer I mean, it must. Do you get a receipt when you pay ten million in Bitcoin? Well, yeah, apparently you do. This, these, yeah. these, these people aren't just saying you get a receipt. These people are saying you get confirmation that the data has been destroyed, and that's you, important to you, you, you and re- your customers. Yeah. You get a readme text file on your on your desktop, <laughs> saying, "Yeah, you paid. Thanks." Uh, so, so we've kind of it's weird because we've we've gone from like the failure to communicate at all about anything 
on the on the Garmin side to the communicate about absolutely everything on the blackboard side and i'm not sure that either of them really struck the balance blackboard i i feel like blackboard felt to me a little bit like the kid at school trying to make friends with everyone when they started to tell us about how (laughs) they were in fs isaac and they've got a big security team and they are parts of lots part of lots of thought leadership forums i'm like guys guys it's okay we get it you know about cyber security we're all the cybers we're We're all in the cybers (laughs) oh (laughs) please please use our software According to them, it exceeds benchmarks for both the financial and technology sectors. But you got hacked. Yeah, do you oh, know? God. Does anyone know what these benchmarks are? Don't get hacked. And didn't they get like? <laughs> weren't they saying like they had some sort of amazing like Trustpilot rating? Like we've got a rating that says that our security is like really, really good. It's like four point <laughs> eight stars or something like that. It's really but yeah. It's it, really desperate, isn't it? Like to, I know, I said they got hacked on that. And I think it's worth emphasizing, like any company is going to get potentially hacked. That's just the reality we face. But don't come up with things saying how you're better than everyone when you've been in a worse position than most. Um, be open and honest and humble about it. Yeah, I think I think the idea that once you've been hacked, you can then say you're really good at cybersecurity. You just kind of shut up for a second. Just be quiet. <laughs> just be like, sorry, this is what happened. We're dealing with it. Oh. Or use it as an opportunity to say, you know, despite how seriously we take cybersecurity, there no one, no organization is immune to mm. this. We have attempted to be as proactive and open in our response as possible. Where they've fallen down is trying to make guarantees. Don't make guarantees. If you can't guarantee the data's safe, don't say that you can. And don't you can't trust the word of a of a criminal on that front. They're the person that <laughs> that ransomed you in the first place. Why are you using their word as the gospel in order to try and reassure your customers? It just seems like a really bad idea. Comms is way more way more important than we think it is in all of this because it now has affected our whole view of both of these companies. Um, okay, we're towards the end of our time. Sean, thanks for joining us. How's it been? Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. And I had loads of fun. Yeah, you only looked uh, mildly terrified about three times. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your audio content. And if you want to know more about Immersive Labs, you can find us at immersivelabs.com or follow us on Twitter at Immersive Labs UK. Until next time, from all of us, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.